I really like those segments. Uh, Working Like a Woman uh, just put up a few segments regarding uh, toxic bosses and toxic relationships. Uh, predominantly toxic bosses. And uh, another thing I'd like to add, um, she mentioned that you know women using the cutesy voice when they talk to their bosses. I would extend that out into life in general. Uh, women that use that cutesy voice should only be using that cutesy voice if they want to get laid. Because if you're going to use that cutesy voice and you're not trying to get laid, well, it's just confusing, men. It really is. Which reminds me of a story. There was a Wing Chun practitioner. Uh, I won't say her name, but she used to use the cutesy voice. And, uh, and then guys would pick up on her. And they would take her home. And then she would beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, the true story. Only in San Francisco, huh? I mean, that shit needs to be turned into a movie. Yo, Integrity Radio. <laughs> What's up, Sifu? Uh, so, we have uh, made a station so that we can duo uh, topics. Yeah, a little collaboration station. We still have our individual stations. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll have this one as well. Yeah, and we'll, you know, echo segments from yours on here and applaud and, and whatnot and stuff like that. And, and mostly, I guess, you know. Yeah, we'll have stuff from the Quan. Stuff from the Quan, yeah. also. Yeah, like raw recording stuff, you know. Yeah. So, training and whatnot, yeah, sounds, noises. Case, yeah, sounds. But like we're running out of time on this, Colin. So, ping, hang, boom. So, what's the challenge at hand? We need to self-govern, and we are not self-governing. You cannot self-govern in a kleptocracy. Kleptocracy, alternatively kleptocracy or kleptarchy, from Greek, klepts equals thief plus kratos equals power, rule. Hence rule by thieves is the term applied to a government seen as having a particularly severe and systemic problem with officials or a ruling class. Collectively, kleptocrats, taking advantage of corruption to extend their personal wealth and political power. Typically this system involves the embezzlement of state funds at the expense of the wider population, sometimes without even the pretense of honest service. Kleptocracies are generally associated with dictatorships oligarchies, military juntas, or other forms of autocratic and nepotist governments in which external oversight is impossible or does not exist. This lack of oversight can be caused or exacerbated by the ability of the kleptocratic officials to control both the supply of public funds and the means dispersal for those funds. Kleptocratic rulers often treat their country's treasury as a source of personal wealth spending funds on luxury goods and extravagances as they see fit. Many kleptocratic rulers secretly transfer public funds into hidden personal numbered bank accounts in foreign countries to provide for themselves if removed from power. Kleptocracy is most common in developing countries whose economies are based on the export of natural resources. 
Such export incomes constitute a form of economic rent and are easier to siphon off without causing the income to decrease. The effects of a kleptocratic regime or government on a nation are typically adverse in regards to the welfare of the state's economy, political affairs and civil rights. Kleptocratic governance typically ruins prospects of foreign investment and drastically weakens the domestic market and cross-border trade. As kleptocracies often embezzle money from their citizens by misusing funds derived from tax payments, or engage heavily in money laundering schemes, they tend to heavily degrade quality of life for citizens. I'm a coward, but I'm a greedy little coward. My boy Z, what's up, bro? I've seen horrors. Horrors that you've seen. Congratulations on making a top 50 on Anchor, my man. But you have no right to call me a murderer. You have a right to kill me. You have a right to do that. Keep being you, keep being awesome. But you have no right to judge me. My boy Z. What's up, bro? It's impossible for words to describe what is necessary. Keep being you, keep being awesome. To those who do not know what horror means. Keep rocking and rolling. Horror. a face and you must make a friend of horror my boy Z what's up bro horror and moral terror are your friends if they are not then they are enemies to be feared keep rocking and rolling there they were in a pile pile of little arms Keep being you, keep being awesome. I wanted to tear my teeth out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. My boy Z, what's up, bro? And I thought, my God, the genius of that. The genius. Congratulations on making a top 50 on Anchor, my man. Without feeling, without passion. Without judgment, without judgment. Because it's judgment that defeats us. Z, hi, I was just listening to your segment here about private call-ins. Thank you so much for the heads up. I will be careful what I say to you.
I'm just kidding. I am completely transparent. Anything I say is okay. I really appreciate your time and efforts out here on the airwaves, by the way. I want to find more time to listen to you. You sound like you know what you're doing already. <laughs> I'm just charging ahead. I'm just charging ahead. It's just amazing. I love, love, love the energy that's out here. Look at here. That Rhode Island red turned white, then blue. Rhode Island, red, white, and blue. That's a joke, son. A flag waver. You're built too low. The fast ones go over your head. You got a hole in your glove. I keep pitching them and you keep missing them. You gotta keep your eye on the ball. Eye, ball, eyeball. I almost had a gag, son. Joke, that is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am completely transparent. We live on a planet. We live on a planet. We live on a planet. I called it the one town world. Later on, I invented, invented the term sp Spaceship Earth. And I appreciate you. Sp spaceship Earth. And I appreciate you. Sp spaceship Earth. When I have that feeling, I want to go with it. So we can do some incredible things, and we'd better start doing them. But I think people in general, people in general want to be good. Psychological warfare between the great powers who was really going to run the earth. There's no question about things have been done to try to make America break down, lose its confidence in itself, and and and, and to look askance on technology and, and really, in fact, they hate hate anything and everything is it a possible salvation. they can see you're struggling and if you acknowledge it and let them know you're struggling they'll help you out sometimes you got to back off and not realize you know realize where you are slow your emotions down I said before we're an emotional creature we're not a logical one and not that we can't think logically try to slow back our emotion sometimes. Use logic. Learn a little bit more about myself every day. I can learn from the anchor community. I try not to be so emotional. I just appreciate life right now. It feels good because I didn't always feel that way. That is really helping. It helps a lot. So if you're suffering or feeling pent up with some anxieties or anything, 
try to push this red button and put out some content. It doesn't always have to make sense. It doesn't always have to be compiled. And it might all of a sudden become compiled and help you think and get your thoughts more together. I can practice my thought process. What are the chances that these guys got the right God and the right religion and the billions of other people that don't believe what they believe got it wrong. People that lived before Jesus, they never heard of it. The tens of billions of people that have lived since then who don't believe that, they just happen to be wrong. Humans created God and religion. There's been about 10,000 different religions and roughly about 1,000 different gods. What is the probability that Yahweh is the one true God in Amun-Ra, Aphrodite, Apollo, Baal, Brahman, Ganesha, Isis, Mithras, Osiris, Shiva, Thor, Vishnu, Wanton, Zeus, and the other 986 gods are all false gods. This is what oppressed peoples do. They make up stories that makes them feel better. We know that people are making this up. Now, of course, you can make the argument, well, God planted the God module in the brain so he could talk to us or something. How come we all seem to talk to different gods then? Are there just a bunch of them out there and they're competing for our brains? Why is it, uh, as, as Dan Barker pointed out, there's very little agreement amongst believers. Why is that? So my conclusion then is that, as you think about the House vote tonight, again, what's more likely? It's obvious that all these other gods are made up. You already know that. You agree with me on that. You're all atheists for all those other gods. So I would just implore you to go one god further. Thank you. Okay, Larry, I'm calling in as a reminder to myself to go check out the link that you have on your description to check out the uh, Delhi Manifesto or your, your artist manifesto. I'm sorry. And uh, yes, reminder to me and everybody else out there to uh, go check that out. I uh, I have a similar type of thing. It's called Z's 12 Laws. Um, if you're interested, I'll talk about them or put them up. All right. Oh, you can also see them up on my website, right, at www.cfuzi.com. So, uh, all right, I'll be checking you out. Thanks, Larry. The Chad Z here. Um, yeah, that was a great segment on uh, Richard Dawkins and <clears throat> Persuasion. And yes, yes, persuading others uh, around that are eavesdropping, so to speak. <laughs> I think this is why people yell at each other. So that way, um, well, they know they can hear each other, but others can't hear them. <laughs> but yes, this in relationship to Wing Chun is crucial. How do we get people to embrace and um, utilize the Wing Chun system in their lives? Um, especially knowing uh, how much bullshit is surrounded Kung Fu and martial arts and all those, all that stuff. So, great post. The late, great Christopher Hitchens laid it out very succinctly just months before his death, perhaps even weeks or days before his death, he had said that there could be a possibility that he would lose his mental faculties 
and slip into a religious uh, belief. But he never did. He remained a non-believer through and through, right up to the end. But I think those words and that sentiment is profound because when it comes to agnostics, they remind me of the sick person that has lost faculty of their mind, of their brains rather. And so in relation to this, I can't help but see agnosticism as being somewhat of a very sick condition. Now again, remember what I said earlier is that I feel that we are all agnostic, so to speak. But to be agnostic with a capital A would be a very sick condition indeed.
let's just say it like this. If you're a believer with a capital B, well, you're not required to understand or think about it. It's a matter of faith. If you're an agnostic with a capital A, then you just haven't thought about it. And if you're an atheist with a capital A, you're really just being antagonistic. So intellectually and emotionally speaking, being a skeptic with a capital S has my vote. In classic fashion, I'm going to take a metaphor, metaphor too far. As a skeptic, you get to exercise that little bit of free will that we have called limited choice. So what is that choice, you may ask? That is the choice of behaving like a dick or an asshole. Yeah, I mean, as a Christian, you pretty much live as an asshole. Unless you really don't believe in God, but then you're preaching to people, then you're a fucking dick. But, you know, most Christians have to live a life of being an asshole. Agnosticism is complete assholeism. I mean, there's no dick-ishness with agnosticism at all. Yeah, you're just being an asshole. You, yeah. And then with atheism, of course, you're just being a dick, right? So, and, uh, you know, as far as free will goes, there's our, that's our choices. So that's why... I choose skepticism with a capital S. Holy shit, Larry, you just blew my mind with that. I never thought about that with intermittent light. Why is it that uh, at a certain speed, we uh, only see the light and not the dark, but only at a certain speed, right? That's really interesting. Well, our brains probably just don't operate that quickly. But then why don't we see the dark? Okay, got my brain going now. All right, I reckon this. I reckon, I wonder if a brown-skinned man such as myself wore a Scottish kilt in Ireland, how long would it take for me to get my ass kicked? <laughs> All right, on to the seriousness now. This brings me to a very interesting point that I haven't addressed really clearly here on Anchor. And that is answering questions or trying to understand answers to questions that um, we're uneducated for. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm uneducated for. Certainly, uh, you wouldn't want me as your doctor. You wouldn't want me as your accountant. <laughs> and then even as a musician, you, you know, you probably wouldn't want me playing at your wedding. I don't know, maybe. So I really try not to philosophize what otherwise needs to be intellectualized by a brain that is unable to do so. Now there's a paradox of personality there now, isn't there? Because you saying that there's some things that just can't be understood immediately makes me want to go on the offense and say, no, no, we can understand it. I might not be able to understand it, but eventually and collectively, yes, we can understand. In fact, I say collectively, there's nothing that we don't know. In other words, none of us really have any questions that can't be answered. 
We just have questions that can't be understood by ourselves. <laughs> now, back on topic regarding black, um, I've spent many years and still do magic. And uh, black art magic is, um, is a huge part of magic. And the whole concept is, is anything that is black in contrast to colored items like red um, almost disappears. And so as a magician, I've known this as a kid that um, the eye doesn't register black in reference to, you know, other colors or light. And then, of course, um, as, uh, as a species, right, we, we are always going to the light, right? Coming out of the caves and going to the light. Imagine getting lost in caves, you know, for, for, I don't know if you've ever done spelunking, but getting lost in a cave, my God. <laughs> and then you finally see the light. So, you know, I think as a species, um, that's what we do, right? We, we, we go towards the light and we ignore the dark. So I, I think on that level, we do already know and understand, but we want to understand more. I want to understand more how that works. And, and I think that, um, I think neuroscience could answer that or maybe even already has, and we're both too goddamn lazy to look it up. <laughs> or too ignorant to know what to look up, right? Neuroscience, um, eyeball, eye mechanics, I don't know. All right, awesome, Larry, thank you. Um, culturally, we're quite similar, the Scottish and the Irish. There's a lot of Irish moved to Scotland and, uh, um, took up residence there and lots of Scottish moved to Ireland um, back at the time of Cromwell who was a right bastard uh, he's famous he's famous for um, the Cromwellian plantations where he took a load of Protestants uh, Scottish Protestants and um, planted them in Ireland gave them incentives to move to Ireland and displaced many of the Irish and the phrase at the time was to hell or to Connacht so Connacht is to the west of the Shannon uh, in Ireland. The Shannon runs down the length of the country. It's the longest river in the so-called British Isles. But I might, I might uh, offer you some more on this on, on my own station. Okay? Um, but that's a start. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I had no idea that the Scottish and the Irish uh, crossbred and cross-mingled. Um, I have family on one side of my family is supposedly Scottish um, I say supposedly because I just recently got genetically tested and found out that I'm predominantly north uh, you know like of uh, Nordic descent which is strange because I always thought I was predominantly of Polynesian descent turns out I'm only about 28% Polynesian descent and uh, predominantly uh, European of uh, German and French descent <laughs> Go figure. But a good portion of my known family is uh, of English and, like I said, Scottish uh, origins. So regardless of what they were genetically, my ancestors hung out in Hawaii and uh, Britain and Scot Scotland. So they 
migrated to America about three generations ago. So I'll ask all the stupid tourist questions first, like uh, do the Irish wear kilts? I bet you they do. Do the Irish uh, play the bagpipes? Do the Scottish get their drinking habits from the Irish or vice versa? Would it be fair to say the Irish colors are green and the Scottish colors are red or plaid? Is the food much different? Uh, have you guys fought each other? And have you fought um, in alliance for each other? What do the Irish and what do the Sky Scottish feel about the British? All right, I, I'm sorry. I, I could go on and on like this, like a like a four year old. Um, but thanks, Larry. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing more. I think that now that we're in the season where people are just mindlessly going out and slaughtering more animals in order to feast, that we be vigilant skeptics. 
Now, personally, we don't um, celebrate any of these holidays. I mean, we may or may not go out and do something special on a holiday, but we really don't um, celebrate the holiday per se, you know, gift giving and all that nonsense. And this particular holiday and holiday season is particularly, I said particularly very strangely there, particularly um, dysfunctional. Now, I'm not trying to ruin your holiday meal. Um, you know, hell, enjoy. Have at will. But as usual, I wouldn't be true contrarian if I didn't offer some perspective. I'm not a vegetarian. I used to be for many years, from the age of 14 to the age of 30, I was a vegetarian. And uh, I'd like to be a vegetarian again. I probably will become a vegetarian again. However, when I make that move, and if I do make that move, it will be an educated move. In other words, I will really research uh, the facts before I make that move. Because, you know, it's an important decision to make. But um, some years ago, I've given up chicken. Yes, chicken and uh, turkey. And, and mostly because uh, my body doesn't react to it very well. And uh, I'll taste it now and then. But I've given up on uh, poultry. And I've heard that that could actually have a very positive effect on our environment. But I didn't stop eating poultry because of the positive effect on the environment. I stopped eating it because of the positive effect on me. Now, I full on know that we can't separate ourselves from our environment. Okay, but therein lies a little contradiction. Because we sure as hell do separate ourselves from our environment. I mean, we don't even eat a food on this on the face of this planet that hasn't been separated from <laughs> the environment. All of our food is homogenized. All of our food is genetically modified. There is no such thing as human-consumed organic food. It's just a label. That's just marketing. But uh, I digress, and I don't even know what that word digress means. No, I know what the word means. I mean, just in context. Why do people say that? All right. All right, but back on topic. You know, the Christians like to criticize the Satanists because, uh, you know, the Satanists do these ritualistic um, killings, right? They, uh, they have sex with a virgin on the altar and then slaughter a, an infant child. I, I think that's, uh, that's what the Satanists do, right? Ritualistically speaking, right? However, the Christians have the same ritual kind of going, uh, different details, but uh, it's a cannibal ritual, right? You know, eating the, the flesh and drinking the blood. So, um, so yeah, it seems like we go into hyper mode uh, on this particular holiday, um, eating. And it just reminds me of the cannibal ritual that Christians have. Or at least, you know, when I was a Christian, that's what I looked forward to, is uh, the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. The Eucharist, I believe it's called. 
And then Christ came back from the dead. So uh, that makes him a zombie. When people come back from the dead, that makes him a zombie. So uh, cannibal zombie. And then from what I'm told, Christ died for our sins. So if he died for our sins, but then came back to life. All right, that would be a liar. And then this nonsense is taught to children, which I think is worse than pedophilia. So I don't see much difference between a uh, zombie, pedophile, cannibal religion and Satanism, quite honestly. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Humbug. 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 Merry Christmas. Humbug. Humbug. Oh, I hate That's a show that I actually didn't like. As much of a kung fu freak I was when I was a kid, I didn't like the Hong Kong Fui. Yeah. I didn't like the Everybody's Kung Fu Fighting song either. But, uh, no, the reason I picked Daffy Duck was because it was in reference to you. Because, you know, it's your segment. And when it comes to you, I kind of remind myself of Daffy Duck. <laughs> but in relation to the rest of the world, without a doubt, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. As a kid, when I first became a magician, I named myself the Trickster. And uh, the first thing I wanted to do was pull a rabbit out of the hat, you know. And then Alice in Wonderland, right? And the rabbit jumping down the rabbit hole. And then good old Bugs Bunny, always outsmarting the hunter, Elmer Fudd, who obviously Bugs Bunny had a love-hate relationship with. Because, I mean, Bugs Bunny could have taken out Elmer Fudd long time ago, you know? And have you ever seen the cartoon where it's actually not Daffy Duck? It's that they, he unzips himself and it's Bugs Bunny. And then he unzips himself and it's Daffy Duck. And he unzips himself in his Bugs Bunny. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm that, I'm that episode 
<laughs> Hold on. Now, what did you consider yourself to be? Shit, now I gotta go back and listen again. Judge? Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I gotta be me I gotta be me What else can I be but what I am I want to live not merely survive And I can't give up this dream of life That keeps me alive I gotta be me I gotta be me The dream that I see Makes me what I am That faraway prize The world of success is waiting for me if I heed the call I won't settle down or settle for less as long as there's a chance that I can have it all I'll go it alone that's how it must be I can't be right for somebody else if I'm not right for me I gotta be free I gotta be free Daring to try to do it or die I gotta be me I'll go it alone That's how it must be I can't be right for somebody else If I'm not right for me I gotta be free, I just gotta be free, daring to try to do it or die. I gotta be me. All right, I, I have a correction. I had said that you cannot self-govern when you live in a kleptocracy. I want to, I think that was a fatal error and um, I want to correct that. I say we must self-govern in a kleptocracy. And I say that we are more or less self-governing during this kleptocracy. I think it's quite phenomenal. You no, know, it's as if we were all in the mall and, you know, some people wait in line and they buy the goods and others just kind of grab and walk out. Sorry to say, that's only a mild exaggeration of what's actually happening. And, uh, yeah, if you don't think you're part of this kleptocracy, then <laughs> think twice. Costco? Yeah, right? You're not actually paying for the amount that you're walking out with. That can only happen in a kleptocracy.